This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LagarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron. With me, as always, is Barnabas, but no Dave. Barnabas, what's going on? Um... I'm sitting in a hot box with you, as usual, while Dave is on the Redneck Riviera awaiting a hurricane to hit. Mm. So, good for him, I guess. That sounds majestic. Something Something like that, yeah. Although, to be fair, when he texted the picture this morning of where he was versus where we are, it looked very much like a stock photo. Like, it had a watermark on it, I think. So, I'm not... I think he. I think he might just be working from home today. I'm not sure. It's entirely possible. We didn't bother to go back past his office on our way into the studio. So no, that would have required like 14 steps out of my way. I was not interested in that. No, no. But uh, Dave, we know you're working. Stop working. Go on vacation instead. Um, so can I also do that? That sounds nice. Sure. Why not? I would like to right. stop working and go on vacation. <laughs> I also need more coffee. I'm feeling under caffeinated. Well, yeah. We should. Uh, we should really fix that later. Yeah, so. I didn't have enough this morning. I had some unfortunate coffee today. What what kind of unfortunate? Like, there's degrees of unfortunate yeah. when it comes so to coffee. So it was the iced coffee from Chick-fil-A. Well, you, you first of all, yeah. iced coffee is trash. Okay. Just period. All right. Cold brew can be Cold brew is okay. great if you get the right stuff. And if they put coffee ice cubes in it. The moment you put real ice cubes in it, mm-hmm. you then take a flavor... And you ruin it. <laughs> and I'm not like a coffee snob, but like adding water to coffee is gross. And that's what ice does. Mm-hmm. So if they if they put the, the coffee ice cubes in there, that's mm-hmm. better. But just iced coffee? And you said from Chick-fil-A? Yeah. It was just, it and was Aaron, do you have a, are you suffering from like a problem with self-loathing and <laughs> are you going through something right now? Well, like, I am I, in my, the middle just, of my midlife crisis. You stand right? and so. look in the mirror and go, I hate me. Like, a little because i feel like that the actions that you're taking <laughs> speak loudly that maybe you have some issues that you're dealing with i do need to get comfortable with you know loving myself in an appropriate kind of way i well <laughs> an appropriate kind of way would be some like ligaris roasters coffee mm, that's true and you know our good friends at ligaris roasters we have, we have our own signature roast that's right the malcontents blend which is both affordable and delicious that's true chick-fil-a is one of the two for coffee, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it not, it's not delicious. No. So, no. Um, I would suggest doing that next time, not suffering the foolishness of whatever that swill was you purchased. You know, I appreciate that. I'm going to receive this correction. This is. Uh, I want you to love yourself appropriately. Thank you. I want you, as you <laughs> as you move into the latter stages, the twilight years of your life. I want you to appropriately pamper yourself Mm. well i do need some more pampering dave is appropriately pampering himself (laughs) on on the beach with in alabama's basement you need to do the same with your beverage choices maybe after we record this episode we should go get some coffee and then come back 
Is there anything that's better than this fake Starbucks that comes out of a machine downstairs? Absolutely. Okay. We'll go find some stuff. We'll go find some real coffee? We'll go find some real coffee. Okay, good. All I right. Need, I need this. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but that's not all, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're not here to talk about coffee, although we love coffee. And again, and it pairs well with books. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. My favorite Saturday morning activity is to just grab whatever book I'm reading have some coffee from my French press and just enjoy. Right. Yes, I agree. Um, and that's I, I do that all the way up until like three or four p.m. and then I switch beverages. Yeah. To other beverages <laughs> that are also <laughs> delicious and might be considered brewed by some. So sensible. Yeah. Sensible. Just brewed brewed water of various types is delicious. Absolutely has a few additives yeah. of different sorts and kinds. And flavor profiles kind of across the map, varying yeah. levels of acidity and maltiness and things all plant-based hey there you go it's from the earth that's right so that means it's good right it's healthy it's like liquid salad (laughs) that's right all right so i finally finished reading something that i've been trying to read for a long time (laughs) i thought you were just gonna stop at something i was like oh an accomplishment look at that you finished reading something i have a confession to make i haven't been reading anything for months now no there's a there's a book that you guys come up repeatedly as as one that you're like fighting to the finish on i did i fought to the finish on last the other night way to go sports fan that's right thank you thank you yep uh the great santini is all done i don't know how applause comes through on a podcast but that deserves a round thank you why, why is applause in a round why is it not like a session some we give some applause i don't know a like a portion of applause what is a round of applause I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, and I haven't had time to Google it's like a, it. It's like a round in a boxing match. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Sorry. Etymology interests me, especially when I say something and it just I don't know strikes the ear funny. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's see if we can find out. Great Santini. No, that's a Christian hip hop song. That doesn't help. Yeah. So Great um, Santini, you, yeah. you you did not, uh, you did not enjoy it emotionally. Well, although I know that you've spoken fondly of the writing itself. Yes. Though the writing itself is fantastic. Yes, um, that's correct about Pat Conroy yeah, in general. It's, Pat Conroy's bad days are better than anybody else's good day. Well, not anybody, most people's good yeah, days. Yeah, so the the writing in that book was phenomenal. And I'm, I'm a little bit scared to read another book of his because I'm, I'm afraid that the writing won't be as good. But uh, Is that the first one you've read? That's the first one I've read. Okay, so I think Lords of Discipline mm-hmm. is better Okay. Writing. It's uh it's a different kind of emotional roller all of his books are emotional roller yeah. coasters because he was just a disaster right. internally. Well and all he's doing it he's writing I was talking with my wife about this book last night um, before before we went to bed and as um, she, as she rocked you while you wept. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well that's that's a common I mean, that's weekly common that's thing weekly with me. So yeah. there's a lot of feeling in uh, in me sometimes you just gotta so. yeah just gotta work it out pour it out yep. express it that's good and then I get to be back to my grumpy old self and well uh, it's it's very midlife crisisy of you to just sort of curl up and cry sometimes so that's you know, good there you go it's also loving yourself <laughs> absolutely but you were talking to her about this yeah book. so we were talking to her about I was talking to her about this book and we so we we're talking about this and um, I was just saying that. One of the things that was fascinating about this is is just because it's it's so character driven as opposed to plot driven. While there is a plot, 
it isn't a plot driven book the way that say a uh, a Jack Reacher book is going to right. be where the characters really exist to service Lee Child's desire to punch his boss in the face mm-hmm. um, and 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 that's fine we need books like that too because otherwise we wouldn't have the born identity um, but mm-hmm. um, but with this one that it's this you can you can really tell that this was a very therapeutic book for him to write since yeah since um i went and i was doing some reading on him and we've talked about his background before but it was interesting to see how uh bull meacham is like the most obvious stand-in for his dad possible because both were marine corps fighter pilots both were abusive alcoholics both were yeah um kind of monsters Mm-hmm. Very, very charismatic and compelling monsters, though. Sure. Like the kind of the kind of monster who men will instinctively follow, people outside the family will respect and fear, who would lead men into battle with great success, and who's also a holy terror. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The yeah that book that book yeah. tore up his family because he you know like they they did sort of a launch thing in. What is the South Carolina town where he is it Beaufort? Something like that. Something like that. Um, looks like Beaufort, but I think they pronounce it Beaufort because South Carolina and English don't always get along. No offense, <laughs> listeners. Um, I'll have to ask my uh, South Carolina friends I'm why they Carolinian. Oh, uh, you all Canadians well. also don't get along with English well, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, so they they did a launch event there, and they they the the. Town, I think, was very positive about it because yeah. it, you know, it featured the town. He regularly features Low Country, South Carolina, as like a character in his books. Yeah, some books more than others. Like if you get to Beach Music or some of these, like it is the or South of Broad, Charleston or Beaufort or this just this area of the country are our characters, which is yeah. one of the most remarkable things about how he writes. But his family hated him for it, at least certain members of them, or they felt betrayed. Or mm-hmm. I think his dad was actually the coolest about it. Mm. And, Interesting. And siblings were not, from what I understand. Is it, is it because it's like you're airing family business? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the risk anyone writes about doing honest memoir. Yeah. Without, unless the entire family is dead or, or estranged, which mm-hmm. they weren't. So, I mean, if... I mean, if you or I was going to write an honest memoir about our family, there are inherently going to be parts of it, no matter how healthy our families are. And, right. you know, every family has its has its problems. Yeah. But there are going to be parts of it that you either need to get permission for or you're going to hold back on. And the moment you start holding back, then it's not quite you as lose honest. the power of the book. The, the, what makes Conroy's writing so spectacular is that he only holds back in like lascivious detail. Yes. You know, so he's not, he's not gory, nor is he like sexually overt, mm-hmm. but he, he does not hold back at all with the emotional or relational stuff, whatever right. that stuff is, yeah. the full spectrum. Yeah. There's yeah. no, like we had an argument. I mean, it was like, you you are you are sitting in the middle of this thing, this war between two humans. Yeah, and and you feel every bit of it. Oh yeah, and I mean, one of those elements of this book, and Dave's gonna be so mad that we're talking about this without him here. But that's what he gets for being on vacation. That's right. He's right. go eat his his shrimp from the Gulf and 
you know, wear his mesh back hat and tank top and enjoy himself. <laughs> And drink his brewed water. That's right. That's right. As long as he's loving himself appropriately. I'm not sure Pensacola falls under loving yourself appropriately, but whatever. I wouldn't know. I've never been. So, anyway. Anyway. No, no offense, <clears throat> Pensacola Knights. Do we have anyone from Pensacola Pensacol- who to this show? Pensacola. That sounds, that sounds like a medicine to me. It sounds like a medical procedure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Pensacolon is a medical procedure. That's good. There you go. I'm glad we've done this with two words and and listeners. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that was there, like there was this, there were just so many moments as I'm, as I'm reading this book that are just like gutting me. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being the moment where, and listeners, the, these are, we're going full spoilers on this, but this book's been out for 40 years. So if you haven't, if you're upset at us for spoiling things from a 40 year old book, that's your problem. Also, the difference between books and movies is that in movies, a spoiler alert ruins the movie. True. In books, especially a book like this, that's not plot driven, finding out things that happened, give away absolutely nothing. Yeah. Because how you experience the reading is 98% of what matters about this book. This is true. What happens is just, it just, Almost it just kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is one of those moments that, you know, has an element that is actually essential that the actions that took place. So, so you remember after, um, Sammy, uh, and Ben were arrested and, uh, for trying to blackmail the deputy. Mm, vaguely. Okay. So, so, I mean, I haven't read this book in a few years. I've, okay. I, uh, I was doing my um, my Conroy catch up, and this is so I've out of his whatever half a dozen novels. I think I've done four in the okay. last few months. This so is this not, one this is, not, is not one of them. Okay. It's been probably five years. All right. So when you get there, so Sammy and and Ben, they're two of the two of the main characters. Ben is Bull Meacham's son. He's Pat's stand in for right. himself, um, and Sammy is his best friend um, that he meets basically saving him from a bully yeah um and so they're they're hanging out they um are off to go do something and they catch the deputy cheating on his wife um at the beach because classy so that's what one does absolutely absolutely so they i wonder um, if dave's gonna try to blackmail anybody while he's at the beach maybe i feel like there's a beach connection there there could be he won't listen to this till he's back from the beach. So, Dave, you'll have, Let to, us you'll know. have to fill us in if you were inspired to blackmail anybody. I'm just going to ask him yeah. next time we're recording, and he's not going to know why we're <laughs> asking <laughs> this. What are these words coming out of your face? I don't like, understand. What the heck are you talking about? But he might not say heck. I might have true. To bleep you him. might have to bleep him. That's never happened on this podcast. Well, he's been a little bit, m- m- bit more potty-mouthed on air lately. That's because he now... He now Trusts your bleeping, which he shouldn't, considering that you miss some occasionally. I have no idea what you're talking and about. And you're going to get some of one of us, me, probably in trouble. <laughs> anyway, well, deputy, deputy. So gut wrenching. Yeah, so they decide to go and try and blackmail him. He they, he arrests the deputy, arrests them, um, sends Sammy away with a threat and um, of life and physical physical and and you know end of life harm. Um, but he keeps Ben there and calls his dad and his dad immediately comes in and just punches him right in the face 
um, automatically believes that the story that the that the deputy is, has has given him mm-hmm. um, because he's that kind of guy. He's he is a marine who doesn't question authority or orders, and he thinks his son is a screw up. Well, there's that too. Um, even though his son has spent his entire life trying to basically trying to win his dad's approval right. and win his affection and earn his love, which which he clearly can't give. Yeah. Um, which is one of those gut-wrenching things. And so there's this moment that that after his dad goes away, the school principal comes in, who's also the who's also uh, his coach, and he gets him out and basically goes toe to toe with the with the deputy, um, not actually having to even throw a punch, but takes him down just with his words. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a very powerful scene. And so they're talking. So Ben and this coach, they're ta- uh, the principal. They're talking on uh, after he gets him out, and he is just like it. There's this this moment where where Ben is like, I'm I'm really he's shivering, and he's like, I'm I'm cold. And so he's like, Well, why didn't you say something? And the and the principal just pulls pulls him in real close and is just holding him. Mm-hmm. And um. And the way that Conroy describes it was something like this was the um, Ben realized this was the first time he had ever felt any sort of expression of love from a grown up man. Mm -hmm. And that just ruined me (laughs) reading that because it's like. I have father-son issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, father-son you, dynamic stuff right. is really sensitive yeah. for me. Well, and, there's, and it's interesting how Conroy works that out in some of his other books, thinking mm-hmm. about – so Lords of Discipline, the father figure is not super present, but it's sort of like Bull Meacham from a distance. Yeah. Um, but then you get like beach music – where it's a father-daughter relationship and the father is the main character. So it's a – Interesting. And – Still, a lot of like emotional destruction, but then, but then his father is, you know, is an alcoholic letdown. There's brothers involved, so there's a lot. It's it's all family dynamics, but in all of these books, there's like father figure stand-ins, mm-hmm. and and yeah, you could just it's it's you see how Conroy is like trying to plug the gap that the father left in yeah. his life, and he's like. 50, 60, 70 when he's writing some of these books. Like his first book he wrote when he was just out of college. Um, but then over, he wrote them over the course of multiple decades. Yeah. And he never like, – he, they don't get better. Yeah. The wounds don't get better. What I yeah. – you know, the the books don't get better either. Like the his best books were some of his earlier ones and then his later ones just take on sort of different facets. They're not worse. They're just right. different. Well, he also kind of shifted – um, shifted what he was writing toward the end of his career. He was writing more nonfiction and memoir-y type stuff. Yeah, his like, last couple things, yeah, he has one called like A Low Country Heart. Um, um, the Death of Santini is another one. The Death of Santini is an interesting sort of m- more, yeah, it's a more definitive memoir. Yeah. Kind of talking about the writing of these other things and, and some of those. Uh, he did a cookbook. He did a low... <laughs> Because so here's the other thing, food. Mm-hmm. So Low Country, South Carolina is a character. So is food. Yeah, like the local cuisine, and you can tell from the way he writes about food that food is like a. This is this is part of his like heart. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, the cookbook is sort of, it's like a memoir of that character almost. Nice. Which is, uh, that's super, uh, it's just a super interesting aspect. But yeah, Conroy, the nice thing about Conroy is like, if you want to take up an author and be like, I want to know his full catalog, you can do it in a few months. Right. Because there's not that many books. They're long, but they're not, you know, they're not like Russian novel long or cumbersome. No. And so you can, but you can read, reread and dig in. And yeah, he's just a, I've never read another writer like him, although he fits, he does fit in the sort of Southern Gothic author, this like that Southern novelist, the dark humor, because he's funny. Yeah. He's really funny, but in like a... Like, like a that's ga- kind of like, twisted. A, like a morbid gallows yeah. humor, which is my favorite. I love dark humor that yeah. makes people uncomfortable. So <laughs> suits me fine. Um, he's very Irish in mm-hmm. that way too. It has it has a, a strong Irish sensibility. But yeah, it's uh, I love his stuff. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So what's the next one I should read? You've only read. It's the only one I've read. Um, I have South Abroad. I South Abroad is probably his worst one. Okay. Which again. His on, worst on is the, still really good. On the good. scale of Conroy, is you know, it's his worst. It's still better than most of the novels you will have read in the last decade and a half. Yes. Um, I think Lords of Discipline is his best. Okay. It's best and favorite are fuzzy. It's hard to you know objectively say. It was my favorite. Yeah. So I would read Lords of Discipline next. Okay. Lords of Discipline is the next one. So that means I have another McKay's trip to make. So, and that's just fine because there's always need to – Go to McKay's and get some new books. Um, yes, always, yeah. always good to go to McKay's and get new books. I had that on my list for the, maybe this weekend. Mm, that's a good. That's a good plan. Problem is, I I don't have any more to trade in right now, so I just have to go spend money. Well, I mean, you, I'll, well, be, I'll spend have, like eight dollars. Well, do you but, have credit already? In no, I, uh-huh. I you used it all. Yes, I used it all. <laughs> what? Do you use it immediately? Usually. Okay. Well, when I'm there with my kids, I certainly do because it's real easy to like get each of them get a couple things, I get a few things, and off we roll. Right. Um, but no, I started to make a list of things that I'm looking for at McKay's because they're books that I've wanted, but like I don't want to go buy, like I don't have a copy of East of Eden right now. Right. I don't want to go buy East of Eden at full price. I don't know why. I'm just like, well, if you if well, you stack, but do you want to buy anything at full if, price? Yeah, you stack these things up on Amazon. You're like, that's a thousand dollars worth of books. I bet I can roll out of McKay's over the course of four months, having spent two hundred dollars, or sixty or sixty dollars, or with trade in zero dollars. Right. And, uh, yeah. So what I need is publishers to start sending me more like promo copies of books that I'm not interested in. Mm. Those are those are my favorite things. <laughs> You know, and it's like, here, would you consider reviewing this? No, but I will consider trading it into McKay's. <laughs> oh, golly. Do we have listener so, questions? We do, but we're going to save at least one of them yes. for, for the next one. You know what I forgot to do when we when we kicked off the show? What's that? I forgot to share a really fun review that we got Ooh. recently. I do like to share these because they are entertaining. Well, they can be entertaining. Sometimes it's like, what is happening? Well, right sometimes now? they're. Sometimes it's like Aaron's midlife crisis. It's just like we don't it's know kind of, what's going. We on. We don't know what's going on. It feels uncomfortable. Uh, watching <laughs> from the outside is equal parts like horrific and entertaining. That's so, right. You just can't stop it from happening, yeah, and that's and, fine. Yeah, it's just this inexorable thing. Yeah. All right. So here's one from Anne the Marketeer. All right. She calls herself. The headline is "Saved My Life and My Money." So that's a good sign. Man, right. 
right off the bat, high praise. There you go. I only clean my house if I have a good audiobook. Table of Malcontents taught me how to listen to audiobooks for free from my library. I would have died in my own filth if it weren't for this podcast and Malcolm Gladwell's. I wasted money on an Audible account like a chump until these guys showed me the way. They may talk too much about sports occasionally. That would be you and Dave. Uh, That's very occasionally. That is very occasionally. It doesn't come up that often. That's true. But... She, anyway. must, she must have real negative feelings about sports. She, I mean, she may listen to the Happy Rant Sports podcast well, and that's, get yeah, confused. I mean, that one we put sports in the name. Like we're not. That's true. We're not trying to bait and switch anybody on that one. It's like sports right here. And that's then right. We, and then if sports comes up on the main main podcast, we like we bump it to that podcast. We're like, well, this is a topic for the sports yes, one, which so, is very considerate of, of you. Yeah, we're trying to. You know, keep our, our whole listener base happy. That's right. That's right. I tried to listen to a sports episode recently. Did it just sound like gibberish and nonsense? Yeah, I had no idea what you guys right. were talking about. Right. I mean, it'd be about. like me listening to a video game podcast. Right. I'd be like, man, these people really care about this thing that I, I don't understand I have no understand idea what all. they're talking about. Right. So, so anyway, uh, they may talk about sport uh, too much about sports occasionally, but they do know good writing. Five stars. So, thank you, Anne the Marketeer. We we really appreciate that. That, uh, that made us feel good today. Good. I'm glad she's not languishing in squalor. That's right. You know that. You at, know, being because of Audible, that that f- filthy, stealing, thieving, usury, usurious. I'm gonna make up words. There you go. Because I it. can. Uh, we're gonna go with u- user usurious. I think that's what I would do. All right, let's do that. Usurious. Turning, turning usury into an, an adjective. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That's what you can do with any word now. So. You can you can adjective it absolutely. Why you not? Also, you can verb anything. That's super easy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Audible ripped her off. Libby saved her life. Or Overdrive. They're kind of the same I, thing. Either way, Libby's just a better interface for Overdrive. This is true. This you is know true. What? Now that said, at the same so, time, I I have I have something that I need listeners to you know offer up good vibes and thoughts about. Okay. Both of my library cards are currently expired, as in the last couple weeks so i have so i have two library accounts on my on my libby thing one is the nashville metro which i don't actually live in Mm -hmm. but you can pay ten dollars a year and get a membership yeah that one expired but it's just not convenient to me to go in and renew it anywhere so i haven't the other is my like sumner county regional one so that's just north of nashville for listeners who aren't in the area it also expired so I now can no longer check out books from Libby except using my dad's Minneapolis <laughs> library account because he doesn't really use it that often. So yeah. he gave me his life. But they – shockingly, the Minneapolis Public Library System has a trash audiobook selection. Really? Sumner County, Tennessee – has a better one than Minneapolis. One of these two cities is like Fortune 500 companies, highly educated, top 10 places to move to in America. The other is Sumner County. <laughs> and and it beats the sweatpants off of Minneapolis's library system and audiobook selection. I don't understand this at all. And I'm it's, suff- it's just not right. I'm suffering in this intermittent period between you know where i was and being able to renew these things and and get my fix so mm-hmm. sorry guys if i'm a little <laughs> off it's probably withdrawal you're gonna you're gonna need to fix that you know yeah. if you are downtown today you could go it costs like 45 dollars to park within a half a mile of the you can th- downtown library there is a parking garage that you can get your parking validated at 
For the library? For the library. I did not know this. Yes. You will not have to spend any you, money. You may, you may have just saved my life. That might be a bit dramatic, go. but... We're going to take it, though. I think you it's saved like, my life in the same way that we saved Anne's life. I think so. You mm-hmm. saved me from wallowing in... I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with squalor, but more just sort of increasing can, cantankerousness. Yeah, and you've got enough cantankerousness. Yeah. If, just it, if it increases, natural. everyone suffers. <laughs> that's right. Really, we saved we saved Emmanuel. That's what we just did here. Yeah, all the small groups at my church were just going to – like I was going to start screaming at people because I don't have audiobooks. So you were going to you were gonna act like a megachurch pastor? And yeah, I was going to be like, an I, am church? The, I am the CEO here. Mm. You will listen you, are to you me. Are you the brand? I was going to be the brand. I'm okay. not the brand. All right. You saved me from being the brand. <laughs> that's that's good. And you saved them from me being the brand as well. Everybody wins. <sighs> that's when, right. When Aaron points so me to win, validated win, parking. Win. So, All right. That's thank, great. That's, that's great. I'm glad this has been a positive experience. That's right. So you know what? I, th- I think the best thing we can do here is we can end with a couple of questions. All right. Specifically... You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LigarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron. With me, as always, is Barnabas, but no Dave. Barnabas, what's going on? Um, I'm sitting in a hot box with you, as usual, while Dave is on the Redneck Riviera <laughs> awaiting a hurricane to hit. Mm. So, good for him, I That's guess. Right. That sounds majestic. Something, something like that, yeah. Although, to be fair, when he texted the picture this morning of where he was versus where we are, it looked very much like a stock photo. Like it had a watermark on it, I think. So yeah. I'm yeah. not – I think he I think he might just be working from home today. I'm not sure. It's entirely possible. We didn't bother to go back past his office on our way into the studio. So. No, that would have required like 14 steps out of my way. I was not interested in that. No, no. But uh, Dave, we know you're working. Stop working. Go on vacation instead. Um, can I also do that? That sounds nice. Sure, why not? I would like to mm-hmm. stop working and go on vacation. <laughs> I also need more coffee. I'm feeling under-caffeinated. Well, yeah, we should uh, we should really fix that later. Yeah, so. I didn't have enough this morning. I had some unfortunate coffee today. What what kind of unfortunate? Like, there's degrees of unfortunate yeah. when it comes so to coffee. So it was the iced coffee from Chick-fil-A. Well, you, you first of all, yeah. iced coffee is trash. Okay. Just period. All right. Cold brew can be... Cold brew is okay. great if you get the right stuff. And if they put coffee ice cubes in it. The moment you put real ice cubes in it, mm-hmm. you then take a flavor and you ruin it. <laughs> and I'm not like a coffee snob, but like adding water to coffee is gross. And that's what ice does. Mm-hmm. So if they if they put the, the coffee ice cubes in there, that's mm-hmm. better. But just iced coffee? And you said from Chick-fil-A? Yeah. It was just it and was Aaron, convenient. do you have a, are you suffering from like a problem with self-loathing and <laughs> are you going through something right now? Well, like, I am I, in my, the middle just, of my midlife crisis, you right? You stand so. and look in the mirror and go I hate me. Like, a little. Cuz I feel like that the actions that you're taking <laughs> speak loudly that maybe you have some issues that you're dealing with. 
I do need to get comfortable with, you know, loving myself in an appropriate kind of way. I Well, an appropriate kind of way would be some, like, Ligaris Roasters coffee. Mm, that's true. And, you know, our good friends at Ligaris Roasters. We have, we have our own signature roast. That's right. The Malcontents blend. Which is both affordable and delicious. That's true. Chick-fil-A is one of the two for coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it not, it's not delicious. No. So no. Um, I would suggest doing that next time, not suffering the foolishness of whatever that swill was you purchased. You know, I appreciate that. I'm going to receive this correction. This is... Uh, I want you to love yourself appropriately. Thank you. I want you, as you <laughs> as you move into the latter stages, the twilight years of your life, I want you to appropriately pamper yourself. Mm. Well, I do need some more pampering. Dave is appropriately pampering himself <laughs> on yeah. on the beach with in Alabama's basement. You need to do the same with your beverage choices. Maybe after we record this episode, we should go get some coffee and then come back. Is there anything that's better than this fake Starbucks that comes out of a machine downstairs? Absolutely. Okay. We'll go find some stuff. We'll go find some real coffee? We'll go find some real coffee. Okay, good. All I right. Need, I need this. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but that's not all, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're not here to talk about coffee, although we love coffee. And again, and it pairs well with books. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. My favorite Saturday morning activity is to just grab whatever book I'm reading, have some coffee from my French press and just enjoy. Right. Yes, I agree. Um, and that's I, I do that all the way up until like three or four p.m. and then I switch beverages. Yeah, to other beverages <laughs> that are also <laughs> delicious and might be considered brewed by some. So sensible. Yeah, sensible. Just brewed brewed water of various types is delicious. Absolutely has a few additives yeah. of different sorts and kinds. The flavor and profiles kind of across the map, varying yeah. levels of acidity and maltiness and things all plant-based hey there you go it's from the earth that's right so that means it's good right it's healthy it's like liquid salad (laughs) that's right all right so i finally finished reading something that i've been trying to read for a long time (laughs) i thought you were just gonna stop at something i was like oh an accomplishment look at that you finished reading something yeah i have a confession to make i haven't been reading anything for months now no there's a there's a book that you guys come up repeatedly as as one that you're like fighting to the finish on i did i fought to the finish on last the other night way to go sports fan that's right thank you thank you yep uh the great santini is all done i don't know how applause comes through on a podcast but that deserves a round thank you why why is applause in a round why is it not like a session some we give some applause i don't know a like a portion of applause what is a round of applause i'm not i'm not entirely sure and i haven't had time to google it it's like a round in a boxing match Maybe. Okay. Sorry. Maybe. Etymology interests me, especially when I say something and it just, I don't know, strikes the ear funny. Yep. Anyway. Let's, let's see if we can find out. Great Santini. No, that's a Christian hip-hop song. That doesn't help. Yeah. So, Great um, Santini, you, yeah. you, you did not uh, you did not enjoy it emotionally. Well. Although I know that you've spoken fondly of the writing itself. Yes. The, the writing itself is fantastic. Yes, um, that's correct about pat conroy yeah. in general it's pat conroy's bad days are better than anybody else's good well not anybody most people's good yeah. days yeah so the the writing in that book 
was phenomenal. And I'm, I'm a little bit scared to read another book of his because I'm, I'm afraid that the writing won't be as good. But uh, Is that the first one you've read? That's the first one I've okay, read. Okay, so I think Lords of Discipline mm-hmm. is better. Okay. Writing. It's uh, it's a different kind of emotional roller. All of his books are emotional roller yeah. coasters because he was just a disaster right. internally. Well, and all he's doing, he's writing... I was talking with my wife about this book last night um, before before we went to bed, and as, um, she, as she rocked you while you wept. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's a common. I mean, that's weekly. Common that's thing weekly with me. So yeah. there's a lot of feeling in uh, in me sometimes. You just got to so. yeah, just got to work it out, pour it out, yep. express it. That's good. And then I get to be back to my grumpy old self. And uh, well, it's it's very midlife crisisy of you to just sort of curl up and cry sometimes. So that's you know, good. There you go. It's also loving yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. But you were talking to her about this yeah, book. Yeah, so we were talking to her about – I was talking to her about this book. And we, so we were talking about this and um, I was just saying that one of the things that was fascinating about this is is just because it's, it's so character-driven as opposed to plot-driven. While there is a plot, it isn't a plot-driven book the way that, say, a, uh, a Jack Reacher book is going to right. be, where the characters really exist to – service Lee Child's desire to punch his boss in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's fine. We need books like that, too, because otherwise we wouldn't have the Bourne identity. Um, but mm-hmm. um, but with this one, that it's this... You can, you can really tell that this was a very therapeutic book for him to write since... Yeah. Since um, I went and I was doing some reading on him, and we've talked about his background before, but it was interesting to see how... Uh, Bull Meacham is like the most obvious stand-in for his dad possible because right. both were Marine Corps fighter pilots, both were abusive alcoholics, both were yeah, um, kind of monsters. Mm-hmm. Very, very charismatic and compelling monsters, though. Sure, like the kind of the kind of monster who men will instinctively follow. People outside the family will respect and fear. Who would lead men into battle with great success and who's also a holy terror yeah yeah so yeah the yeah that book that book yeah. tore up his family because he you know like they they did sort of a launch thing in what is the south carolina town where he is it beaufort something like that something like that um looks like beaufort but i think they pronounce it beaufort because south carolina and english don't always get along no offense <laughs> listeners um i'll have to ask my uh south carolinian friends I'm why they carolinian oh uh, you all canadians whatever. also don't get along with english well apparently um but uh yeah so they they did a launch event there and they they the the town i think was very positive about it because it you know it featured the town he regularly features low country south carolina as like a character in his books yeah some books more than others like if you get to beach music or some of these like it is the or south of broad charleston or beaufort or this just this area of the country are our characters which is one of the most remarkable things about how he writes but his family hated him for it, at least certain members of them, or they felt betrayed, or mm-hmm. I think his dad was actually the coolest about it. Mm. And, Interesting. And siblings were not, from what I understand. Is it, is it because it's like you're airing family business? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the risk anyone writes about doing honest memoir. Yeah. Without, unless the entire family is dead or, or estranged, which mm-hmm. they weren't. So, I mean, if 
I mean, if you or I was going to write an honest memoir about our family, there are inherently going to be parts of it, no matter how healthy our families are. And, right. you know, every family has its has its problems. Yeah. But there are going to be parts of it that you either need to get permission for or you're going to hold back on. And the moment you start holding back, then it's not quite as honest. You lose the power of the book. What makes Conroy's writing so spectacular is that he only holds back in like lascivious detail. Yes. You know, so he's not, he's not gory, nor is he like sexually overt, Mm -hmm. but he, he does not hold back at all with the emotional or relational stuff whatever right. that stuff is yeah. the full spectrum yeah there's yeah. no like we had an argument i mean it was like you and, you are <laughs> you are sitting in the middle of this thing this war between two humans yeah and then you feel every bit of it oh yeah and i mean one of those elements of this book and dave's gonna be so mad that we're talking about this without him here but that's what he gets for being on vacation that's right he's right. go eat his his shrimp from the gulf and you know wear his mesh back hat and tank top and enjoy himself <laughs> and drink his brood water that's right that's right as long as he's loving himself appropriately I'm not sure Pensacola falls under loving yourself appropriately but whatever I wouldn't know I've never been so anyway anyway no, no offense <clears throat> Pensacola nights do we have anyone from Pensacola Pensacol- to this show Pensacola that sounds that sounds like a medicine to me it sounds like a medical procedure. That's right. Yeah. Pensacolon is a medical procedure. That's good. There you go. I'm glad we've done this with two words That's and, right. and listeners. <laughs> so one of the things that was there, like there was this, there were just so many moments as I'm, as I'm reading this book that are just like gutting me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being the, moment where and listeners the these are we're going full spoilers on this but this book's been out for 40 years so if you haven't if you're upset at us for spoiling things from a 40 year old book that's your problem also the difference between books and movies is that in movies a spoiler alert ruins the movie true in books especially a book like this that's not plot driven finding out things that happened give away absolutely nothing yeah because how you experience the reading is 98 percent of what matters about this book this is true what happens is just it just almost it just kind of happens yeah yeah well this is one of those moments that you know has an element that is actually essential that the actions that took place so so you remember after um sammy uh and ben were arrested and uh for trying to blackmail the deputy mm, vaguely okay so so i mean i haven't read this book in a few years I've, okay I uh, I was doing my um, my Conroy catch up, and this is so I've out of his whatever half a dozen novels. I think I've done four in the okay. last few months. This so is this not, one this is not, not one of them. Okay. It's been probably five years. All right. So when you get there, so Sammy and and Ben, they're two of the two of the main characters. Ben is Bull Meacham's son. He's Pat's stand-in for right. himself, um, and Sammy is his best friend um, that he meets basically saving him from a bully yeah um and so they're they're hanging out they um are off to go do something and they catch the deputy cheating on his wife um at the beach because classy so that's what one does absolutely absolutely so they I wonder um, if dave's gonna try to blackmail anybody while he's at the beach maybe 
So I feel like there's a beach connection there. There could be. He won't listen to this till he's back from the beach. So, Dave, you'll have, Let to, us you'll know. have to fill us in if you were inspired to blackmail anybody. I'm just going to ask him yeah. next time we're recording, and he's not going to know why we're <laughs> asking this. <laughs> what are these words coming out of your face? I don't it's like, understand. What the heck are you talking about? But he might not say heck. I might have true. To bleep you him. might have to bleep him. That's never happened on this podcast. Well, he's been a little bit, m- bit more potty mouthed on air lately. That's because he now he now trusts your bleeping, which he shouldn't, considering <laughs> that you miss some occasionally. I have no idea what you're talking and about. And you're going to get some of one of us, me, probably in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, deputy, deputy. So got reaching. Yes, yeah, so they decide to go and try and blackmail him. He the, he arrests the deputy arrests them um, sends Sammy away with a threat and um, of life and physical physical and and you know end of life harm, um, but he keeps Ben there and calls his dad and his dad immediately comes in and just punches him right in the face. Um, automatically believes that the story that the that the deputy is, has has given him mm-hmm. um, because he's that kind of guy. He's He is a Marine who doesn't question authority or orders. And he thinks his son is a screw-up. Well, there's that, too. Um, even though his son has spent his entire life trying to, basically trying to win his dad's approval right. and win his affection and earn his love, which which he clearly can't give. Yeah. Um, which is one of those gut-wrenching things. And so there's this moment that, that after his dad goes away, the school principal comes in, who's also the who's also uh, his coach, and he gets him out and basically goes toe-to-toe with the, with the deputy, um, not actually having to even throw a punch, but takes him down just with his words. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a very powerful scene. And so they're talking. So Ben and this coach, they're ta- uh, the principal. They're talking on uh, after he gets him out, and he is just like it. There's just this moment where where Ben is like, I'm I'm really he's shivering, and he's like, I'm I'm cold. And so he's like, Well, why didn't you just say something? And the and the principal just pulls pulls him in real close, and is just holding him. Mm-hmm. And um. And the way that Conroy describes it was something like this was the um, Ben realized this was the first time he had ever felt any sort of expression of love from a grown up man. Mm -hmm. And that just ruined me (laughs) reading that because it's like. I have father-son issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, yeah, father-son dynamic stuff right. is really sensitive yeah. for me. Well, and, there's, and it's interesting how Conroy works that out in some of his other books, thinking mm-hmm. about – so Lords of Discipline, the father figure is not super present, but it's sort of like Bull Meacham from a distance. Yeah. Um, but then you get like beach music – where it's a father-daughter relationship and the father is the main character. So it's a interesting and still a lot of like emotional destruction, but then but then his father is you know, is an alcoholic letdown. There's brothers involved, so there's a lot it's it's all family dynamics. But in all of these books there's like father figure stand-ins. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, you could just it's it's you see how Conroy is like trying to plug the gap that the father left in yeah. his life. And he's like 
50, 60, 70 when he's writing some of these books. Like his first mm-hmm. book he wrote when he was just out of college. Um, but then over he wrote them over the course of multiple decades. Yeah. And he never like he, they don't get better. Yeah. The wounds don't get better. What I yeah. you know, the the books don't get better either. Like the his best books were some of his earlier ones and then his later ones just take on sort of different facets. They're not worse. They're just right. different. Well he also kind of shifted um shifted what he was writing toward the end of his career. He was writing more nonfiction and memoir y type stuff. Yeah, his like, last couple of things, yeah. He has one called like A Low Country Heart. Um, um The Death of Santini is another one. The Death of Santini is an interesting sort of m- more Yeah, it's a more definitive memoir. Yeah kind of talking about the writing of these other things and and some of those uh he did a cookbook he did a low <laughs> because that. so here's the other thing food mm-hmm. so low country south carolina is a character so is food yes like the local cuisine and you can tell from the way he writes about food that food is like a this is this is part of his like heart yeah and so yeah the cookbook is sort of it's like a memoir of that character almost, nice. which is uh, that's super. Uh, it, it's just a super interesting aspect. But yeah, Conroy. The nice thing about Conroy is like if you want to take up an author and be like, I want to know his full catalog, you can do it in a few months, right? Because there's not that many books. They're long, but they're not. You know, they're not like Russian novel long or cumbersome. No. And so you can, but there you can read, reread, and dig in. And yeah, he's just a. I've never read another writer like him, although he fits – he does fit in the sort of southern gothic author, this, like that southern novelist, the yeah. dark humor. Because he's funny. Yeah. He's really funny. But in like a like – Like a that's ga- kind of like twisted. A, like a morbid gallows yeah. humor, which is my favorite. I love dark humor. That yeah. makes people uncomfortable. So <laughs> suits me fine. Um, he's very Irish in mm-hmm. that way too. It has it has a, a strong Irish sensibility. But yeah, it's uh, I love his stuff. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so what's the next one I should read? You've only read... It's the only one I've read. Um, I have South Abroad. I, South Abroad is probably his worst one. Okay. Which, again... His on, worst on is the, still really good. On the good. scale of Conroy, is you know, it's his worst. It's still better than most of the novels you will have read in the last decade and a half. Yes. Um, I think Lords of Discipline is his best. Okay. It's... Best and favorite are fuzzy. It's hard to you know objectively say. It was my favorite. Yeah. So I would read Lords of Discipline next. Okay. Lords of Discipline is the next one. So that means I have another McKay's trip to make. So, and that's just fine because there's always need to go to McKay's and get some new books. Um, yes. Always, yeah. always good to go to McKay's and get new books. I had that on my list for maybe this weekend. Mm, that's a good, that's a good plan. Problem is I, I don't have any more to trade in right now. So I just have to go spend money. Well, I mean, you, I'll, well, be, I'll spend have, like $8. Well, do you but, have credit already in? No, I, uh, I, you used it all? Yes, I used it all. <laughs> what? Do you use it immediately? Usually. Okay. Well, when I'm there with my kids, I certainly do because it's real easy to like get each of them get a couple things. I get a few things and off we roll. Right. Um, but no, I started to make a list of things that I'm looking for at McKay's because they're books that I've wanted. But like I don't want to go buy – like I don't have a copy of East of Eden right now. Right. I don't want to go buy East of Eden at full price. I don't know why. I'm just like – well, if you, if well you stack, but do you want to buy anything at full if, price? Yeah, you stack these things up on Amazon. You're like, that's $1,000 worth of books. I bet I can roll out of McKay's over the course of four months having spent $200 <laughs> – 
or $60 or or with trade-in, $0. Right. uh, Yeah, so what I need is publishers to start sending me more like promo copies of books that I'm not interested in. Mm. Those are are my favorite things. (laughs) You know, and it's like, here, would you consider reviewing this? No, but I will consider trading it into McKay's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, golly. We have listener so, questions. We do, but we're going to save at least one of them yes. for for the next one. You know what I forgot to do when we when we kicked off the show? What's that? I forgot to share a really fun review that we got Ooh. recently. I do like to share these because they are entertaining. Well, they can be entertaining. Sometimes it's like, what is happening? Well, right sometimes now? they're sometimes it's like Aaron's midlife crisis. It's just like we don't know kind of, what's going. We on. We don't know what's going on. It feels uncomfortable. Uh, watching from the outside is equal parts like horrific and entertaining. That's so, right. You just can't stop it from happening. Yeah, and that's and, fine. Yeah, it's just this inexorable thing. Yeah. All right. So here's one from Anne the Marketeer. All right. She calls herself. The headline is saved my life and my money. So that's a good sign. Man, All right. right off the bat, high praise. There you go. I only clean my house if I have a good audiobook. Table of Malcontents taught me how to listen to audiobooks for free from my library. I would have died in my own filth if it weren't for this podcast and Malcolm Gladwell's. I wasted money on an Audible account like a chump until these guys showed me the way. They may talk too much about sports occasionally. That would be you and Dave. Uh, That's very occasionally. That is very occasionally. It doesn't come up that often. That's true. But... She, anyway. must, she must have real negative feelings about sports. She, I mean, she may listen to the Happy Rant Sports podcast well, and that's, get yeah, confused. I mean, that one we put sports in the name. Like we're not. That's true. We're not trying to bait and switch anybody on that one. It's like sports right here. And that's then right. we. And then if sports comes up on the main main podcast, we like we bump it to that podcast. We're like, well, this is a topic for the sports yes, one, which so, is very considerate of, of you. Yeah, we're trying to. You know, keep our, our whole listener base happy. That's right. That's right. I tried to listen to a sports episode recently. Did it just sound like gibberish and nonsense? Yeah, I had no idea what you guys right. were talking about. Right. I mean, it'd be about. like me listening to a video game podcast. Right. I'd be like, man, these people really care about this thing that I, I don't no understand at all. I have no idea what they're talking about. Right. So, so anyway, uh, they may talk about sport, uh, too much about sports occasionally, but they do know good writing. Five stars. So, thank you, Anne the Marketeer. We, we really appreciate that. That, uh, that made us feel good today. Did I'm glad she's not languishing in squalor. That's right. You know that you know being because of Audible that that filthy, stealing, thieving, usury usurious. I'm gonna make up words. There you go. Because I can. Uh, We're gonna go with user usurious. I think that's what I would do. All right, let's do that. Usurious. Turning turning usury into an an adjective. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That's what you can do with any word now. So. You can you can adjective it absolutely. Why and not? Also, you can verb anything. That's super easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Audible ripped her off. Libby saved her life or Overdrive. They're kind of the same I, thing. Either way, Libby's just a better interface for Overdrive. This is true. This you is know true. What? Now that said, at the same so time, I, I have I have something that I need listeners to you know offer up good vibes and thoughts about. Okay. Both of my library cards are currently expired, as in the last couple weeks so i have so i had two library accounts on my on my libby thing one is the nashville metro which i don't actually live in Mm -hmm. but you can pay ten dollars a year and get a membership yeah that one expired but it's just not convenient to me to go in and renew it anywhere so i haven't 
The other is my like Sumner County regional one. So that's just north of Nashville for listeners who aren't in the area. It also expired. So I now can no longer check out books from Libby except using my dad's Minneapolis library <laughs> account because he doesn't really use it that often. So yeah. he gave me his life. But they shockingly, the Minneapolis public library system has a trash audiobook selection. Really? Sumner County, Tennessee has a better one than Minneapolis. One of these two cities is like Fortune 500 companies, highly educated, top 10 places to move to in America. The other is Sumner County. <laughs> and and it beats the sweatpants off of Minneapolis's library system and audiobook selection. I don't understand this at all. And it's, I'm suff- It's just not right. I'm suffering in this intermittent period between you know, where I was and being able to renew these things and, and get my fix. So mm-hmm. sorry guys. If I'm a little yeah. off, it's probably withdrawal. You're gonna you're gonna need to fix that. You know, yeah. you are downtown today. You could go it costs like forty five dollars to park within a half a mile of the you can Dagum th- downtown library. There is a parking garage that you can get your parking validated at. For the library? For the library. I did not know this. Yes. You will not have to spend any you, money. You may, you may have just saved my life. That might be a bit no, dramatic, no. but... We're going to take it, though. I think you it's saved like, my life in the same way that we saved Anne's life. I think so. You <laughs> saved me from wallowing in... I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with squalor, but more just sort of increasing can, cantankerousness. Yeah, and you've got enough cantankerousness. Yeah, if, just it, if it increases, everyone suffers. <laughs> That's right. Really, we saved, we saved Emmanuel. That's what we just did here. Yeah, all the small groups at my church were just going to – like I was going to start screaming at people because I don't have audiobooks. So you were going to you were gonna act like a megachurch pastor? In yeah, I was going to be like, an I, am church? The, I am the CEO here. Mm, you will listen you, are to you me. Are you the brand? I was going to be the brand. I'm okay. not the brand. All right. You saved me from being the brand. <laughs> That's that's good. You saved them from me being the brand as well. Everybody wins <sighs> that's when, right. when Aaron points so me to win, validated win, parking. Win. So, All right. That's thanks. great. That's, that's great. I'm glad. This has been a positive experience. That's right. So you know what? I, th- I think the best thing we can do here is we can end with a couple of questions. All right. Specifically, who deserves a sucker <laughs> punch <laughs> this week? Or are we feeling too good? I, I'm going to go with people who uh, commit acts of infidelity in parking spots at beaches and mm. then arrest teenagers. Mm-hmm. So whoever those people may be, fictional characters or, or real God ones. forbid, real life people, that character, that that person, that, does, that guy deserves a punch in the face. I mean, I guess it yeah. could be a woman, but seems more likely to be male behavior. It, it seems like a dude at, at the risk of sounding sexist. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to go with. All right, that's a good. That's a good sucker punch. All right, our final question, of Wait, course. All right, did you have any additional sucker punches, or that's we'll just go with that one? No, because okay. I mean, this whole episode has been kind of a cathartic sucker punch of Bull Meacham. <laughs> Bull Meacham. <laughs> We've basically just been kicking him while he's down. Yeah. Well, and, and while he's dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was an exceptional way to pull that off at the in the in the book. It just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. So, listeners, if you didn't know, there's a death in there, but you also know this because there's a whole other book called "The Death of Santini." So, yes. Um, you know. Yes. There you go. 
All right. Another spoiler alert. That's right. That's fine. I like how we say spoiler alert after we spoil it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> correct, that was a spoiler alert, just so you know. That's fine. That's fine. So um, so our last question is, is what are we reading right now? I just finished mm-hmm. um, Band of Brothers by Stephen Ambrose. Oh, okay. Um, it was um, – so I've watched the miniseries, mm-hmm. which is the most – perfect collection i don't i don't know what to call it because it's not a television show nor is it a movie it's a mini series yeah which falls s- s- squarely between the two things so it's like 13 episodes or something like yeah. that and it's just the best mm-hmm. it's the best set of viewing experiences acting writing all of it that i mean it's just it's fantastic the book uh i kind of expected to be a little bit more dry mm-hmm. um I forgot, A, that Stephen Ambrose is maybe the best history writer who has ever history written. Um, and the the story that he's telling, the characters that are included are, are larger in real life than they were in the show. Mm. Like there's more to them. And the, it's just he writes so matter-of-factly about – so. Sorry, listeners, context. It's about Easy Company of the 101st Airborne during World War II. So their their entrance into so their, their training experience in North Georgia and then their jump into Normandy. Yeah. Um, but then there's Normandy, there's Belgium, there's France, there's Germany. Like they're constantly put back into the some of the most horrific conflicts of the European um the European, what do they call it? Theater? Yes, mm-hmm. theater. Um, and and even just that is amazing because he just writes it so matter-of-factly. It's like, oh, they were called up to do this and this, and they thought they were going to get leave. But instead, they went and froze their feet off quite literally to fight in the Ardennes and so forth. And there's just – you just listen to it and you're like, these are 23-year-old men who are in the – world. I mean, just – it's just they just handle their business. And then the way he wraps up with kind of their life afterwards, their relationships afterwards, it it does cast that generation of Americans so dramatically different than any any human being who lives in America now. Hmm. Nobody we, there's just there's none of the there's none of that mentality right. any, anymore. And I don't mean like it things were better back then because they weren't necessarily different but there was a character quality to to young men and demands placed on them that it just it sets apart so ambrose can write the story was amazing cool major dick winners is the best leader i've ever read about in a book the end awesome awesome well so obviously, as we've discussed basically for the entire episode, I finished the, the Great Santini. <laughs> you did? I did. Amazing. I uh, I decided to follow that up with attempting to read um, Pilgrimage, a memoir of Poland and Rome by James Mishner. Good Lord. You, you do need to learn how to love yourself. <laughs> After all of your emotional travails of the Great Santini, you needed to go read, like, I don't know, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy or something just to, like, make you chuckle and not make you think and just, like... Yeah, but I've been reading all the chuck- the chuckle and happy stuff in between reading the Great Santini. Okay. Yeah. But Mitzner, like, he hasn't written a book less than 800 pages ever, This I one is, think. like, 115. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I chose it. But you said you attempted to read it. I, well, I'm attempting. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So you're we'll not s- confident you'll succeed. We'll see. We'll find out. 
I mean, not that anybody knows the future, and especially in midlife, you know, you're really staring down the barrel. But it's true. Um, it's true. I could die at any time. I mean, it's, technically, all of us could. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I did yeah. just you just said that with such a lack of like intent to finish. Just want to make just want to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, everything's all right. All right. Yeah. Good to hear. All right. All right. So, on uh, on that note, uh, listeners, thanks for uh, joining us for for uh, our chat about Pat Conroy today. Um, do pick up some Ligaris Roasters coffee. We love them. You should love them too. Um, and specifically, get the Malcontents blend. Don't get yes. that gut check. Nonsense. The gut check stuff is like battery acid. Yeah. It's like they were. They, it's like when when Hector Ligaris was like, guys, what, what what kind of flavor flavor profile would you like? They're like, um mulch and battery acid and like loamy black dirt yep it's the one roast i've had for, so i've had probably nine roasts of theirs well that's an exaggeration i don't even think they do nine six to eight <laughs> and i like them all except for the gut check one mm. the happier one's really good it is so is, so is the malcontents one they're similar they're they're, 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 they're in a, a flavor family well and that makes sense yeah. So, so it's yes, both of them are excellent and right. not that expensive. That's true. That's true. So, put in your order today and um, drink a cup while you're listening to the next episode. All right. See you later. Bye. This is an area code podcast.